0: Welcome back to the most exciting episode that we have at the Rocky Mountain Racing Review Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and we're giving you kind of a spotlight on an individual in the community that is giving away a free, rebuilt 2004 YZ85. His name's David Hill, and we have done interviews with him in the past, and we just kind of gave him a spotlight, and then just to talk about this bike build that he's doing and then hopefully we can find a lucky kid um, that we can give this bike away to. So we're just going to take a quick moment to kind of have a word from our sponsors, and then we'll get right into the interview. So thank you for listening. Fixed Products, made in the USA, torque wrenches, 3 8 quarter
1: inch drive, available in foot-pound, inch-pound, and newton-meters. Also available in a variety of colors. Fixed Products offers a lifetime calibration on all of our torque wrenches. Our hammer tees are also available in 3 8 quarter inch drive with replaceable hammerheads that are made out of brass or plastic. Visit FixedProducts.com for more information or to place your order today.
0: Applied Technology brings Racetech suspension products, service, and enterprise to the Rocky Mountain region. With extensive experience in Racetech products and applications, we provide the same level of suspension service and support that you come to expect from the Racetech headquarters in Corona, California. Be sure to mention code RMRR2020 for a discount on your suspension service. hello. David, how's it going, buddy?
1: Oh, not bad. Not bad at all.
0: Perfect. So I'm just getting everything all set up, and uh, I think I can hear you pretty good. Okay. So uh, give us a rundown, um, basically, about yourself. Kind of just tell us what you do for a living, Um, uh, then go into your motocross career, how you started. Uh, I want everybody to know more, more about yourself.
1: Okay. Um, again, my name is David Hill. Uh, let's see. I work in the oil field uh, at this point in time, but who knows how that's going to go with this whole uh, market crash or whatever with the oil prices and stuff. But uh, we're just going to keep getting at it and see where see where we go. But yeah, uh, um, I started riding motorcycles at a pretty young age, about four to five years old. Started out on uh, a little Kawasaki 75 with a three-speed automatic, just like a Z50. Um, and then I graduated to a Z50, or downgraded, or whatever you want to call. It. But uh, from there, I just uh, moved up. Had like a XR75, uh, an MX Yamaha MX100. Um, progress from there, and I didn't really get my first motocross bike until 1995 for, uh, for Christmas. I got a 1993 CR, or sorry, a KX250, and uh, I began racing in the '96 season. My very first race was at Greeley at the Supercross, um, and I had no idea what I was doing um whatsoever and neither did my dad really um so i felt like i'd watched supercross on tv and in supercrosses you qualified for a main event and that's what i thought happened um i had no idea what a moto was uh it said moto 1 and then moto 2 <laughs> and uh i end up racing my first moto and i got Pretty lucky, I guess. I end up finishing third in my first first race ever, and completely missed the second moto because I thought I made it to a main event. I end up getting 12th overall with a third and a DN, DNS. So um, it just progressed from there. And I think my f- third or fourth race, I actually won. So my first win was up in Colorado or uh, Cheyenne at the old track there just on the east side of the, uh, air base. Um, I ended up going one, one for the one first overall, um, raced with Willie B from KBPI. Um, he actually kind of let, let me go, um, by both times only because he, was not trying, he was trying not to mark out to the amateur class, whatever he wanted to win the championship, which he did that year. So that was my, my first win. Um, progress from there. I did really well. I made it to the amateur class, um, within a year and a half. Uh, from there I had a pretty bad get off somewhere, crashed really bad. Um, and then of course that throws off all your, your, uh, confidence and everything. And it took me, took me another year in the B class at the back of the pack before I started gaining my confidence back. Um, won quite a few races in the, in the amateur class, um, was just about to mark out. And then I had another really bad get off in Colorado Springs where I actually bailed off my bike, uh, jumping one of the triples down there and, uh, sent me back another year. Um, so, uh, about ninety nine, year uh, or nineteen ninety nine. I started uh, doing really good again in the B class, and I ended up marking out. I think the the next year, and uh, raced my first pro race at uh, Greeley again, since I was kind of more of my home home track, whatever, because I'm from the northern Colorado area. Um, let's see. Um. Of course, my first pro race, I had another real bad get off and, uh, basically it was coming around the corner before the finish line and they had this pretty big step up double and, uh, I noticed there was a flagger flagging or had the flag out and I paused for just a second, but it was already too late. I was already committed to the jump and, uh, come up short and cased it. And then it shot me over my handlebars clear to the very bottom um of the the jump or whatever and landed straight on my side. Ooh. So that uh that put me out for a little while. Um I've been real lucky, you know, not to break any bones and you know knock on wood, but um just kinda had some um some good races or whatever. Uh had a pretty good start at a at a my first motocross, uh pro motocross class, or whatever in the four fifty class. Um, held down second for probably three or four laps, whatever, before I started to to Peter out, um, I've never really been a super good physical condition or whatever. And I had fun. I ended up finishing, I think seventh out of 14, my first pro race and, uh, just went out there to have fun. Um, I think I did, I did race, a a arena cross, uh, a kicker arena cross really when it first started, uh, at the Budweiser event center, um, borrowed two buddies bikes, uh, 450 and a 250, a Honda 450 and a KX 250 F. And, uh, I ended up making it to the, the main event in the 250 class after even not riding this, uh, my buddy's bike ever before, um, won my last chance qualifier, which I was pretty, pretty happy with. Cause I beat Kyle Calderini. I don't know how, but I did, but <laughs> Um, I think I finished about, I think I finished like seventh or 10th or something out of 14 in that, uh, pro main event. But, uh, uh, I had a kid when I was 25. Um, I was a single dad and that took up a lot of my time. So I wasn't able to do much motocross. Um, and at the same time, uh, my dad has always been into drag racing and I grew up around Vandermeer Speedway and, and, uh, going to the drag races and stuff. And, um, about that same time, I got my opportunity to drive a faster car. And, uh, so that kind of took precedence over riding dirt bikes, whatever, but never lost any of my, um, love for riding and, and, uh, kept riding. And I still race today. Um, I've been racing like the 30 plus class, uh, more of the, the arena cross stuff. I think I'm a little better suited, Short bursts um, of speed and stuff, uh, arena cross style. Um, not so long out there on the track, but I do love to go to the motocross track and twist the grip. Um, I majority um, ride two-stroke bikes. I uh, just grew up on them. I love them. I've rode four strokes. I love four strokes. I would love to get a 2020 Honda CR250F, but uh, that's a little ways down the road. <laughs>
0: That's so, awesome. And your kids and everything uh, ride and race as well, don't they?
1: I have a thirteen-year-old, and she's just beginning to, to race. Um, she really hasn't rode a whole lot, um, so yeah, she's she's uh, becoming a little happier with her performances now. Even though, you know, she knows she's not going that fast, but uh, I try to instill in my kids, you know, that. As long as they're trying, it doesn't matter how fast or how slow that they're going, as long as they're trying to improve every time they go out there, even if it's in one day and they make three rides, um, as long as they're happy at the end of the day and that they're, you know, they're okay that they're safe. Um, that really has made a big difference in my my daughter's riding. And uh, I'm glad she likes to ride because then she pressures me, pushes me to come out and, uh, to, to spend some laps too.
0: Yeah. She, it seemed like she, uh, she had a really good time out at uh, Denver arena cross when, uh, I saw you guys over there.
1: Yes. Yeah. She, uh, she was a little upset about some of her starts, but like I said, we haven't really practiced too many of those. So, uh, next time we go out, we're definitely going to be practicing some starts. Um, I used to do that all the time. I don't know how many bikes I blew up because every day after school, I would go home and ride, um, practice starts, practice turns, um, and I became a really good uh, starter. Um, I've, I feel like I've helped some people, you know, like kind of focus, and uh, they, they've told me that they've uh, appreciated my, uh, my input when it came to starts because it sure helped them out. But, uh, yeah, it uh, – yeah, I guess <laughs> –
0: so then with these, uh, bike builds and everything that you kind of started, I've seen your 125, uh, everybody always talks about that, that KX 125, um, and how beautiful of a job did you, that you did. Um, did you learn that on your own or did with the, the drag racing with your dad, um, with all your motor work and everything, was it just self-taught or was it a, a father-son thing or how'd you get into all these bike builds?
1: Um, my dad's side of the family has uh, always kind of been into the mechanic stuff. Like my great grandpa owned a, uh, a repair shop. And then my grandpa owned a repair shop. Um, and my dad, it was like a family run business where my dad and my uncle and my grandma and my grandpa, they all worked uh, at the shop. And uh, growing up, I also, you know, started learning how to tear apart like Briggs and Stratton uh lawnmower motors and tearing them completely down and putting them all back together and um stuff like that. And then uh like I had this uh XT five fifty four stroke trail bike and uh we were up in the mountains um on like a family ride and me and one of my uncles were kind of racing down the hill and uh um like I was thirteen at the time and uh I uh, we were going down the hill, or whatever and it was kind of raining. and I ended up hitting this rut and I was trying to ease out of it slowly. and the front end just washed out and I went down and laid the bike over. but uh, picked the bike up, I was okay. and it had, I noticed that it ripped the shift lever or shift shaft off clean against the motor. So that was kind of the beginning right there of where I started really learning how to work on motorcycles because my dad told me since I broke it, I got to rebuild it. So uh, he ordered the part and it wasn't, you know, like on a current motocross bike now, the, the whole shift shaft goes from the clutch side clear to the shifter side. On this particular unit, it was... Um, only about four inches long length in total. So that means that meant that I had to split the engine cases, uh, to even, uh, replace it. So as a 13 year old, um, my dad gave me some good advice. He said, just, uh, get you some baggies like sandwich baggies, um, start taking off parts and pieces what kind of see where they went, label your baggie, put the parts in there, your, your bolts and stuff. And, uh, when you're putting it back together, you just, you know, where that stuff comes from because I didn't have a service manual or anything like that. And, uh, uh, I just had to go, go at it that way. And, uh, I got it completely torn apart, split the engine cases, um, replaced the single part, put it all back together. Um, and it started first kick. So that's kind of where it all started. Um, So yeah. And then being a mechanic's son or whatever, you know, like I just always like to tinker and tear apart stuff, you know, like RC cars and whatnot growing up. Um, so that's where it all kind of began. Um, and then, yeah, I've, I've translated that into working on uh, car motors and stuff a little bit. I've never built one from the ground up, but I've built one, you know, in different stages. So, um, with the motorcycle stuff, it's just so much easier because it's so much smaller and just one cylinder usually. Um, Like I've rebuilt, I had a jet ski that I replaced the pistons in and that it was a two cylinder. I've completely rebuilt a, a Banshee motor um, and uh, done all that stuff too. Like I said, I've blown up quite a few of them. So I've had to split cases quite a bit. Um, (laughs) I've had a lot of friends bring me basket cases and another really good advice my dad told me is basically that this bike will only, or the engine will only go together one way. So I would just kind of, you know, no schematics or anything and I just kind of part and piece things together and which seemed like they work together. And, then lo and behold, they, uh, they always worked for me, you know, knock on wood again, but, yeah. um, yeah, I just progressed from there. Um, now I just really like to, to build them. Yeah. You know, you see, um people on youtube like that adam Pagnelli, uh even tyler monaghan um you know the rebuilt he's got one of those kx 125s as well like i have um jeff walker you know is just rebuilding his 250 um i think it's just real fun you know and uh um so i've i've rebuilt two of them you know and growing up when i was racing in the mid 90s uh mid to late 90s me and uh my buddy that I always used to race with, we, uh, we had an obsession with, the uh, split fire Kawasaki's and, uh, no and behold, I come across the, my first true, like full on rebuild, which I have a 2001, uh, KX 125 and, uh, I stripped it cleared out on the frame, um, repainted the frame, um, and rebuilt the entire engine cause it was pretty hammered. Um, do I work on my own forks? I haven't really tried shocks yet, but, um, rebuilt my forks, uh, everything from top to bottom. I even respoke the wheels, uh, I had to buy new wheels cause one of them was cracked. So I just bought some new Excel rims or whatever, to make it more authentic replica of Nathan Ramsey's bike. And, uh, and then I found uh, my 2003-2018 KX and uh, rebuilt it as a 2003 and then finally found out where I could get the conversion kit to make it the 2017-2018, and that's what I currently ride today.
0: Awesome. So, uh, out of all, what, what what was your favorite build um, out of all the either car or or the the jet skis or or whatever it may be, what was your ultimate favorite, uh, bike that you've built or machine that you built?
1: Um, I don't know. That's hard to say. I mean, I, I really just enjoy rebuilding, um, rebuilding stuff or building it up or, um, doing fabrication stuff. Um, like I even worked for a short time at a four by four shop and fabricated roll cages or roll bars or, you know, um, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, like each, each one of them I have satisfaction out of, uh, my, my Oh one, you know, that the bike really handles pretty good and it's got some decent power. My 2003, um, that bike is unreal. I don't, I don't know what it was or whatever. And it's just got a, I had to buy a new cylinder for it, but it's a used cylinder. And it actually has like a groove kind of in the, in the cylinder wall, but, for some reason that thing just absolutely moves. But, uh, you know, with a drag car or whatever, you know, like there's, there's nothing like it either. You know, I, um, I've been as fast as 230 plus miles an hour and a quarter mile at, at just, just over six seconds. Um, but to be able to to build something like that or help my dad, cause my dad is the one that, you know, really, built it or whatever, but to help him put it together and then be able to drive that, you know, it's, it's just, there's no feeling like it, you know, just as there's no feeling of jumping a, you know, 120 foot uphill double or a 75 foot triple or whatever, you know? Um, So, I mean, really they, I can't rank them, you know, best to, to worst or anything. It's, it's uh, each one of them has uh, got their own character, you know, to it or whatever. So, uh, I love it all. Even, even, uh, I have a 2016 YZ two stroke and I just put graphics on it just recently. And, and, uh, man, I love to ride that bike too. And I haven't done anything to it for the most part, you know, just set up my sag and adjust some clickers and, and, uh, that was about it. Pipe and silencer. Yes, sir. So,
0: so, uh, just if anybody's listening or anything, uh, if they wanted you to rebuild their motor or anything, uh, and throw you some money, uh, would you be open to that? Or do you kind of just want to stick to your own kind of thing?
1: Nah, if it's something, if they don't mind waiting forever, cause, <laughs> uh, you know, like I still have a, a normal job and, and I have two kids and one of them's a four year old. So, um, it, uh, doesn't come quick or whatever. I mean even like I have a my dad has a nineteen seventy five Honda CR two fifty Elsinore that I'm restoring and I've had that for well over a year. So uh you know, it just kinda as it comes, whatever, you know, I'm trying to do something to it, but it's pretty hard to find parts for that bike anymore. But we're I'm making it do and um we're almost done with it, but it's uh it's taken a while.
0: That's gonna be awesome. Um, so I know you have like just a beautiful soul and, and everything. So, uh, we're doing this promotion together and everything. Um, so we're going to take a quick break from our sponsors, real quick, and then we're going to get into um, your announcement of what you're doing for uh, the community here in Colorado. Hey. Are you looking for that factory look and treatment for your bike? How about that name and number on the back of your jersey so the ladies and the potential sponsors know who's riding that bike? yeah is that you then you need to go check out faf graphics because they give you the factory treatment located here in pueblo colorado faf graphics will get you your bike looking just right for your next race you need that moto seat to match the graphics they do that too so go email jeff today at sales at fafgraphics.com All right, so welcome back. And David, go ahead and uh, kind of give us the rundown of uh, what the plan is and, and what you wanted to do for the Colorado motocross community.
1: Well, it actually kind of all started. Um, about halfway through my build on the one uh, 2001 KX125, I was like, maybe maybe I should just give this bike away. Um, uh, you know, like I, I feel like, I want to, to give back to the community or whatever, you know, like I feel like there's always some kind of karma or, you know, in a, if you want to say that or whatever, um, you know, like I've done a lot of good stuff. I've given a lot of stuff away. Um, for one, it makes me feel good, you know, um, like who wouldn't, you know, to, to see the joy out of somebody that might need something that, uh, that they can't afford or that they don't have. Um, like, I don't, I, have probably given away, I don't know, five, five or six sets of goggles, um, three or four sets of, of, gloves, you know, to some kids that I see at the, at the track that just are riding around having fun. Um, you know, you look at it in their helmets broken or their visors missing, or whatever, you know, and, uh, not that that's a bad thing or whatever, but I feel like if they're missing some gloves, you know, and they, and they crash, or whatever, they can really skin up their hands real bad. Um, and I want to provide some of that protection for them. So, you know, I'd give them, uh, gloves or whatever, or they don't have goggles or whatever, you know, and I know how bad it is without riding without goggles, you know, you get crap in your eyes and and, it, and it's pretty bad, you know? So, um, I try to give them away, whatever, like I have plenty of it. Like I worked at a motorcycle dealership, so I got a pretty good deal on stuff and I spent a lot of money there and, and, uh, had a lot extra. So I just, I'd give stuff away. So with this or whatever, I was like, I kind of want to give, I want to give a bike away. You know, I want to give it to somebody who would truly deserve, who truly deserves a bike. Uh, You know, maybe a family who just really can't afford to, to step up and buy their kid a a new bike or a newer bike or whatever, you know, Um, even if it was a kid who had a, say a 65 and that bike was just just falling apart, you know, um, you know, just leaking oil. It just doesn't run very good. You know, if they, you know, needed a new bike, or whatever they're getting too big for, it. you know, maybe somebody like that, you know, that just, just really can't afford. That's all they can afford was this bike, or whatever. And they, all they can afford is to put gas in it and, and go to the track and ride, or, you know, just to some open land or whatever, just to ride. So, I kind of wanted to, you know, maybe supply somebody with a with a bike or whatever that can go out there and, and maybe try racing or you know, go ride with his friends, you know. It uh whatever it may be, you know, just just to help out. Um and I'm like I'm not really saying that it has to be some kid with no bike or or whatever, you know, like um I mean if they're willing to if they have a bike now and they're willing to kind of trade donate whatever, you know, Mm uh, something I may be, uh, willing to do. Um, you know, then something maybe I can continue doing giveaways or something, you know, um, give somebody, you know, if they trade up for, from a 65 to an 85 or whatever, I can replace this, you know, fix up the 65 and then do another giveaway. Um, uh, you know, something like that. But, uh, right now, currently, um, I had just purchased a, 2004 Yamaha YZ85 um for a pretty decent price um and right now I've I've stripped it clear down to the frame um I've checked out the motor the the person I bought it from said the motor was um that they had just rebuilt it and it looks like it has been um it has all new gaskets and everything um did do a few fixes to the engine like the clutch wasn't working correctly and I got that working right uh, there was a few small things whatever but like i said, i tore it completely down to the frame you know i replaced the fork seals i've cleaned everything up it was pretty pretty gnarly um the gas tank was completely white um just from you know corrosion and gas um i got that for the most part buffed out i still need to do a little bit more on that um the front front wheel the spokes were frozen to the nipples so uh, I had my daughter help me and she cut every single spoke off and we replaced them with some black rims, some pro wheels, um, and re it and relaced it. Uh, so, I mean, everything's going to get top, topped off, whatever, you know, brand new plastics, um, uh, all new bearings in the swing arm and the linkage. Cause all those were completely rusted, um, you know, stuff like that. And hopefully we can get some, uh, graphics put on it here soon. Um, C cover was on it. It has some decent bars and, and, uh, had a aftermarket triple clamp. And so, but everything, chains, sprockets are all going to be replaced. Um, and, uh, everything like that.
0: That's amazing. It uh,
1: just, you know, want to give it to somebody, you know?
0: Yeah. We've been, just uh... to see they're happy. Absolutely. We've been trying to just reach out to everybody and been spreading the word and that's why I kind of wanted to do this episode too just to get a huge more in-depth um, kind of feel and, and discussion on everything that's been going on and uh, everything that you've been doing because I, I've i been seeing the pictures and everybody's been sharing them and you're doing amazing work on it and, and it, it's just we need more people like you in my opinion and kind of spreading the positivity and, and the happiness and everything, because as we know right now and with everything that's going on, um, it's really easy to be negative and, uh, to, to fall into that darkness. And I, I mean, I see it with myself as well, but, uh, I've been trying to get out of it. So i I think this is awesome. And, uh, just, Above and beyond um, anybody else that I've seen in Colorado, this is uh, truly something amazing. So uh, who's helping you out with all of it? Uh, Please talk about like uh, parts and or anybody helping with the work like your daughter or like anything. And then if there's anything that you need, um, if if people listening could could help out or anything like that as well.
1: Well, for the most part, um, anything that I really need is I just need, uh, you know, the public to, to look for, uh, a kid I can donate this bike to. Um, that's really the main thing. Um, I've had, I had uh, contacts with uh, a guy that works for motorsport outlet and, uh, he really did me a solid and helped me, uh, reduce a lot of the price on, on my parts or whatever. Um, so, and that's so far, really, who's all of helped me or whatever. My daughter, my oldest daughter has been kind of helping me, you know, she's, she's cleaned the air box, you know, getting all the mud and grime and dirt and grease off of it. Um, and like I said, help me with the spokes and everything and uh, trying to get stickers off the fork legs and, you know, just kind of minor stuff, whatever she can help me with um, because I, I want to teach her um, you know, the same stuff that my dad taught me, even though she might be a female, I don't think it really matters because I think guys, you know, really like a, a girl who uh, knows how to work on their own shit or whatever, you know, so, Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, it's nice, whatever. And then, you know, if, if she did have trouble later on in life, whatever, she could fix her own stuff, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, she's helped me with that or whatever. And, and uh, like i I can uh, uh, appreciate. I appreciate her so much, whatever, for helping me out and stuff. And especially when I go to work and she's, you know, stuck at home here, um, she uh, she'll go out and kind of clean up parts or whatever I need need her to do, whatever. So she's been a pretty big help as well.
0: Yeah, and she's gonna she's gonna have these memories of her daddy for her whole life, just like you with your dad. So uh, that's another beautiful blessing that you're passing on.
1: Right. And then I got my youngest. Uh, we rode around the little cul-de-sac. Uh, I live in a cul-de-sac, so I have a little Honda 70, my dad of my dad's, um, but he calls his granddaughter bike because <laughs> uh, he basically has all granddaughters. And uh, my youngest, whatever, never really had any interest in, on riding a motorcycle at all, whatever. And, and like I said, she's only four, but um, she's been bugging me lately to to bring her out and let her ride around the cul-de-sac a little bit, you know, like with me on it with her or whatever, but so I'm I'm happy with that. My wife, not so much, but it is what it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, we got Danko productions too, uh, is wanting to do when we, when we do find the individual and, uh, we kind of do the presentation of everything. He wants to make a a video and everything, of and kind of do a donation edit. And then, um, I'm going to try to reach out to him as well a little bit more and see if we can get uh, maybe some progress or get the photos and everything kind of incorporated into the edit and and everything and such. Um, is there anything else that uh, you can think of that you, you would need or uh, um, anything else uh, you want to discuss as well?
1: Um, not really. I mean uh I pretty much have all the parts. I think they should all be on their way. I should have them with most all of my parts should be here by um Saturday, hopefully. Um like some of the critical stuff, the ones I'm really waiting on are the swing arm bearings. I forgot to order those, but uh those actually should be here tomorrow so I can go ahead and get those pressed into the um the swing arm, but I may, um, like I, I was going to powder coat the frame because I know it lasts a lot longer, but, uh, I went ahead and painted it because one place I contacted wanted like $750 to, uh, to powder coat a, a frame and a subframe and the swing arm. And I thought that was uh, a little pricey for what it really is. Um, but, uh, I know there's a place up here in Greeley, I think they can, uh, can do it a lot cheaper. So I may, um, take this whole bike back apart, you know, whatever I have put together, you know, I just kind of have it loosely put together anyways, but, um, go ahead and pull it apart and then have them powder coat the frame and swing arm and subframe, whatever. But, uh, really there's nothing that I need, but just, uh, you know, just a support of people looking for a kid or you know boy or girl whoever it may be to to donate this bike to awesome
0: and then uh along with that powder coating stuff as well um i know M- mikey sweeney rides uh Millican a lot sometimes and mm-hmm. uh he's been doing a lot of the powder coating stuff himself just because he got injured recently and has kind of started up this business i don't know if you want to reach out to his, him as well and see if uh he could do some powder coating. Uh, he he built like a I think a 150 or something and been powder coating everything uh, himself and has his own setup. So I I don't know. It's just a su- suggestion or something. Maybe reach out to him and see if uh, he'd do it for really cheap or even donate anything. Um, so right, right. That that would be one avenue.
1: Yeah, I mean, if anybody has any suggestions on where I can get something powder coated, you know, for on the cheap, um, that would that would help out a lot. Um, I did, there was a guy on, uh, Instagram that, uh, contacted me. Um, he lives in Texas whatever. And he, uh, he even offered to, um, uh, to Cerakote or, um, powder coats and stuff, whatever. But, um, it would, uh, it'd be a pretty hefty charge, I think, to send a frame and stuff clear down there. But, uh, I man, I really appreciated that from, from, uh, from him. Um, and I've reached out to some of the pros, uh, like, Mitchell Gifford, Gifford and, and, uh, Wes Hale, um, Alan Angelopoulos, some of these guys I actually raced with back in the day too, you know, and, uh, they're willing to help out as well. Um, but, uh, as of right now, I, I really just need a kid to, yep. to give this kid a bike.
0: Awesome. And then, so. Um, not trying to press or anything, but uh, do, you, do you have like a time frame or just an idea for people to keep an eye out of uh, when the bike would be ready um, and or anything? Um, just kind of get kind of a time frame or uh, people to keep an eye out of when uh, the presentation or, or anything uh, we could kind of expect, I guess. I mean, it's not set in stone, obviously people listening, it's not set in stone, but just a basic rundown.
1: In all honesty, I think this bike should be be running probably by this weekend or next weekend. Um and now uh, I wanna, you know, kind of get it tested out a little bit, you know, so I know that it's it's gonna be safe and sound for whoever gets this bike. Um and it all really is going to depend on this whole um pandemic situation too on when uh they allow us to go back to racing um you know we thought about doing a kind of a giveaway at like a district 25 race or something like that uh maybe erie or lakewood or wherever it may be like i'm willing to travel clear down to Colorado springs if it if it makes it um so somebody can can get a bike or whatever but um um really it's gonna just depend on this pandemic whatever you know it could be june it could be july um i don't want to go too late or whatever where you give it away in, in August, october november and then nobody gets to write it until you know the next year you know so it's just all gonna depend but like i said it should be running within here uh, by the end of may for sure um and we'll just have to see where uh, everything takes us from there
0: awesome well, buddy, that's kind of basically all I got. Um, if you want to just do a, a rundown of all your sponsors maybe or everybody that you want to thank and and whatever it may be that you want to say to the community, use this time as uh, uh, the closing statement and, and just kind of whatever you want to say, uh, lay it down, buddy.
1: First and foremost, I want to thank you um, in the Rocky Mountain Racing Review uh, for helping me out, trying to promote this thing, or whatever, like it's, it would be really hard for me to do it all on my own. Um, at least promoting it. Um, like, like I said, I'm not too worried about, uh, you know, the expense of it. Um, you know, like if anybody wanted to, to, to help out, you know, that that'd be up to them or whatever. But, uh, um, you know, I, I really appreciate, uh, my guy at Motorsport outlet, uh, really hooking me up and helping me out. Um, even there were some parts that were on back order and he, uh, he helped me out to figure out what was going on and stuff like that, because there was some stuff that just wasn't not getting shipped. Um, and I know that, uh, everybody's going through a a rough time right now, whatever. So, um, I wasn't too worried about it. Apparently they are really busy. Even, uh, uh, I bought some parts through Rocky mountain, uh, MC or A T V M C MC or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, those guys are running far behind too on getting orders out. But uh, I'd just like to thank uh, my family or whatever for putting up with me uh, through the two or whatever. And uh, and all the people that I've reached out to that have reached out back to me or, or just reached out to me um, without me saying anything, you know. Um, just appreciate everybody. Um, you know, like I've, I've been a Colorado racer since 96 and I'm still doing it today. I'm um, glad to see that there, you know, people are still out there doing it and having fun. Um, like to SRAC and RMXA and now the RMRR or RA or whatever, what it is now. Um, I plan on maybe hopefully getting out and maybe racing a few motocrosses in the next few years here um, before I turn 40. So, <laughs> I just, uh, just appreciate everybody. Um, yeah,
0: that's awesome, man. And I mean, we all appreciate you. Uh, I think this is gonna really open a lot of people's eyes and hearts, and uh, get a lot more charity. And just not that anybody isn't already. Just I think it's gonna really step everybody's game up, and and really say like, wow, this guy is just amazing, and. I think it's gonna spread more things to even businesses doing um, more for the community, more donations or or support towards our our organizations or or however it may be, even tracks and and etc. and and just building the the community. Yeah, uh, I think you created a, a really good snowball effect, and uh, I I can't wait to see the, the child's look on his face and. Uh, I just hope I don't start being a little baby and tearing up and everything, but uh, (laughs) you're amazing, David.
1: Well, I thank you. And, you know, like I, I don't, I'm not doing this for any kind of recognition, you know, like, um, I just want to do it because like you just said, you know, you want to see that, that joy and the happiness, you know, not just with the kid or whatever, you know, it could be their, their, their parents, whatever. And, you know, um. Just being able, you know, that burden lifted off of them, you know, of not supplying, having to supply a, a three thousand dollar motorcycle for their kid to go have some fun, you know. Yes, sir. Um, it, that that's what it is for me, you know. Just like I said with, uh, with um, the gear, you know, the goggles and the gloves, or you know, even gear, I've given gear away, you know. Um, it's just like they're like, are you, are you serious? You know, yeah, take it, man. Like, you need it more than I do. Um, I have plenty, so it's just that giving spirit that I I think I've always had. Um, I'm a volunteer firefighter, so I don't, um, I don't do it for, for money. Um, I just want to help somebody, you know, that isn't truly is in, in need, um, you know, and, and having that experience and and that knowledge or whatever also helps me at the track, um, you know, to, to help somebody that may be, pretty badly injured or something, or, you know, I can help provide uh, a good little bit of medical assistance or whatever until somebody can get there um, that has um, the right tools, you know, to help them out. So it's all about the, a giving spirit for me. Um, and that, you know, I, I hope to, that goes along with it, you know, to everybody, you know, to the giving, giving nature, helping each other out. Um, it's, a, it's a cruel world out here and, and we just all got to make it along. So whatever it may be to help somebody out.
0: Yes, sir. Well, you filled my heart today and in the past and I know in the future. So, uh, I can't thank you enough. And then, uh, that's basically all I got, buddy. Alrighty. So you have a Appreciate. wonderful. E- yep. Sorry. <laughs> you have a wonderful uh, evening uh, and, uh, Yeah, we'll keep on spreading the word, buddy. All
1: right, thank you.
0: Well, that's a wrap for this episode. A big thank you goes out to David Hill. Uh, We think that there needs to be a lot more people like him uh, in the community and just in the world in general um, doing good things out of the kindness of their souls. Um, He is leading by example, and I'm trying to always be better, too, just by seeing uh, good individuals like himself and, and others. So, um, I hope everybody listening to this episode will take it to heart and and kind of step up their games of treating everybody a little bit better and uh, more respectful and, and everything. And just continue to be better people. Uh, not that there isn't any bad people out there, just, um, you know, the negative Nancys and everything always... Uh, hurt hurt the most so um with that being said thank you again thank you to all the sponsors thank you everybody to that's helping david out and uh everybody that he mentioned as well hopefully we get a race season uh we're still in a kind of standstill um i don't know why um it, it's just kind of crazy the tracks have been opened up no one's social uh, distancing or whatever you call it six feet apart so uh there's not anybody dying from it i mean they're all people are dying of drug overdoses and and heart attacks and still getting counted as covid so i hope you guys all kind of look at that and see that our race season's at like actually probably going to get canceled so hopefully that doesn't happen but uh we haven't heard anything and it's we, we can't have a race or anything until we can have a A gathering larger than 250 people um it's not the organization it's not the rmra it's it's the state so um maybe push back and protest like everybody's doing in denver as well with everybody trying to go back to work and this is a affecting our our race season so Hopefully, we can find another kid, too, that, to give this, this bike out to. So, if you know anybody, contact David Hill on either Facebook or Instagram and everything. We've been tagging him and kind of recommend anybody that you know that deserves uh, a free bike and, and have seen some hard times um, to uh, get this bike to somebody in need. Um, so, it's, it's an awesome bike, and we're using the, the photo as an um, episode cover and I just I think it's awesome of, that he's doing this. So um, thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Remember, this sport may break our bones, but it will never break our souls.